0: You are listening to the Conquering Evers Podcast. This is episode 55. Welcome to the Conquering Evers Podcast. My name is Brian Talor, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a bit of your day here with me. Now, if you haven't already, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and follow this podcast. That way you're notified anytime a new episode is uploaded. And if you don't mind, please share this out on social media. Let your family and your friends know about Conquering Everest because you just never know when somebody's life can be changed for the better through somebody else's story. Now, in today's episode, I have a conversation with Marsha Moran. Marsha suffered a major stroke in 2014. She lost her ability to walk and struggled with her ability to talk, but she never gave up and she fought to regain her abilities to walk and talk. Now, Marsha is the founder of Stroke Forward. She feels there is a need to share hope to stroke survivors and their caretakers. Uh, Marsha's husband played a big part in her, not only her survival, but as well as her recovery. Marsha is also the author of Stroke Forward, which provides many different perspectives and views into uh, not only the moment of her stroke, but their, uh, the recovery afterwards. Here is Marsha's story. Marsha Moran, welcome to the Concrete Nervous Podcast.
1: Well, hello. How are you doing today, Brian?
0: I'm doing well. Looking forward to getting into your story a little bit. Um, I, I did have an opportunity to read uh, a bit of your book, and I really like how the book is structured uh, with different percep- or different um, viewpoints. Uh, but it, for the audience, since they haven't had a chance to see your book yet or uh, get to know you, why don't we take a second, if you don't mind, and just introduce yourself to everyone.
1: Well, I'm Barsha Moran, and I am a stroke survivor. So I had my stroke seven years ago and i didn't believe i could get back to normal but i am almost 95 percent better
0: that's awesome um the the story of when it happened though is terrifying and um yeah and and i was terrified just reading about it so how, how about we start there and maybe just share your story about the day that um that, that you've had the stroke.
1: Okay. So it was Sunday morning and I woke up and I felt odd. So I texted my friend, Rochelle, to tell her that I wouldn't make breakfast and I couldn't read the text. So I said, I'll just text her later. And I put my phone down. I rolled over and bam, I got the worst headache imaginable and Despite the pain, I fell asleep. The next time I woke up, I knew I was in real trouble because my right side was completely limp. Mm. And so I figured I had to get out of bed to get help. (laughs) So I fell off onto the floor and I dragged myself across the carpet and made it to the door, which was closed. And so I don't know how many times I tried because I was kind of stuck to the floor, Yeah. but I finally snuck it open and had to take a break because I was so tired. And finally I had enough gumption to crawl down the hall and I ran out of gas completely. And I don't know what fell something went crash and my husband came up and found me
0: mm. and it was your the your entire side right side was yes yeah. so know, no feeling in your legs arms anything
1: yep. nothing
0: and your husband so your husband was downstairs um trying to remember if it was it wasn't morning though, was it? It was.
1: Yeah, it was morning. Oh, what? So, okay, yeah. so he's
0: downstairs, kind of getting every you know, getting his day started. He hears, he <laughs> hears the 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 bang. Uh, originally, I think he hears you fall out. You know, your book says he he heard you fall out of bed, but he just thought it was you getting up and kind of getting going. Yeah. And then the second crash, he, he came to check on you. Um, do you remember how long it took you? To, to, it it was between time no no and so when he he finds you i imagine um nine one one was called and and you know, then starts your journey of um figuring out what's going on and and all that good stuff so what was right. what was kind of all that like after once 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 the ambulance got there
1: so we didn't know i was having a stroke right until the paramedics said oh when did the stroke happen Mm. (laughs) and Jim was floored and I was, well, I think I was probably confused. Yeah. But um, they loaded me up into the ambulance and I remember them talking about whether or not they were going to go to our main hospital or one that was six miles away, farther than the hospital and they, Chose Arthur Hospital because they actually have a stroke capacity. Mm. And then I was I was uh, unconscious. So the next time I woke up, I was in the hospital. I was dressed in a hospital gown. I had a needle in my arm, and that's a big thing because I was afraid of needles. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm not afraid of needles anymore because I've been so poked so many times.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but my husband was there, and because he was there, I said, "Okay, everything's going to be fine." Right. Well, guess fine is a relative term. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, oh, go ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead. Finish and. In-
1: So the first night I was in the hospital, they took me for a walk around the nurses station. So a physical therapist put a belt on me that was probably about three inches wide and she held me up and I will tell you, I didn't walk. I clomped around like I was Igor and young Frankenstein. Mm.
0: (laughs) Did you have some at least sensation back at that time or was it still completely? Wow.
1: Um, I might have had some sensation but if I did there wasn't much. Right. But I could at least clamp my foot. And she got me back to the bed and I went back to sleep right away.
0: You know. Mm. Takes that much out of you I guess just trying to 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 do something you're not used to doing. <laughs> right. And in in a stroke when when that occurs it, it's actually um part of the brain is kind of dying off right
1: exactly so 1.9 million neurons die wow. every minute so every minute
0: so, so if it's though know, if it took you 15 minutes to get your husband's attention i mean it, that whole time your brain is is struggling
1: so i think that uh my um the Part of my brain that is dead is about the size of a walnut or a little bit bigger.
0: And is there, I mean, and so the brain's pretty resilient and did the doctors, um, was there hope that the the brain would compensate for that the area that was bad and either regrow or shift, uh, you know, to a different area? I, I, I don't quite, I'm not a brain surgeon, so I have no idea, but... Yeah. I did.
1: So they didn't say either way. So they okay. weren't negative, and they weren't positive.
0: <laughs> mm. In your friend, I remember in the book um, from your friend's per, per, perception, you had tried to call her. She wasn't available, and then when she finally did get the message. Um, she It was kind of a shock to her system too as well yep. right and
2: yeah
0: and I, if I remember right in the in the book there was she kind of felt like if I'd only answered that call or if I'd only gotten to that call sooner, but yeah, I don't think you can control that that kind of uh
2: no.
0: that kind of thing
1: no you can't
0: what and how long did you end up being in the hospital after that?
1: so I was in the hospital for five days, I went to the rehab hospital for two weeks. Mm i had home health care for six weeks i was off for two weeks and then i was in um, outpatient care for a couple months and then they said i was done and i went (laughs) i'm not done so i hired a physical therapist and she worked with me for a year to get me walking again
0: right yeah and do you have sensation back in in your legs now or do you still yeah suffer from any of that because i know excuse me i my 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 grandmother suffered and and from one and although she recovered and um felt as good as ever she never she could not feel the sensation of heat in her arm and i always thought that was um you know i was just kind of shocked by that that you know the brain it, it just it cut you know that that part of her was wasn't wasn't coming back
1: yeah, that's weird. So I have feeling in my mm. entire right side now. But I do have pain a little okay. bit. Um, and the pain isn't much anymore. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Did and and was there thinking back of the whole um, ordeal and how it started? Was there any early warning signs that, you know, in hindsight? were there, but just were not known or, or, or was it just completely, you know, it, it happened and there was nothing to let, you know, other than maybe the headache and not feeling well.
1: So, um, yeah, I think that there was nothing to tell me I was going to have a stroke. So I had a carotid artery dissection mm-hmm. and one to 2% of people have this. And I, they have no idea what caused my stroke. Okay. Other so than, they, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And I will say this: this conversation is a little bit scary to me because uh, we were just talking about how I've had a migraine for a couple of days and a headache, and so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is bad timing for, uh, for, for, for my headache and in, in this conversation. But um, I, maybe it's good because it's kind of got me hyper vigilant about. Check getting that checked out, but uh,
1: please do. I mean, yeah, you, you never know.
0: Yeah, and 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 so, and how long did it take you? How long ago was this again that that you had your stroke? What did you say? Seven years. Seven
1: years. Seven years. Seven years.
0: Yeah. And how long did it take you to kind of feel like you were getting back to? normal and I, I don't know what normal is but let's just say 90 yeah. percent. i mean it was i imagine it's, it was a long slow process to get back there
1: yeah so i have a couple of things that were different mm-hmm. so i had aphasia and aphasia is a speech difficulty okay so speech and they say if you have aphasia And it lasts for more than three months you probably have it for life Mm. so i had aphasia for three and a half years (laughs) okay and i got out of it because i had a doctor who is really awesome (laughs) okay (laughs) and he actually tried a new therapy for him which is neurofeedback so I got my speech back to normal at three and three-quarter years, which is awesome for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's the longest I took for getting anything back. The other thing, like walking and stuff, it took me a year and a half to actually be able to walk kind of correctly. So it looked off for physical therapists and stuff. But if you're a normal person on the street, you can't tell the difference. So nobody knows I had a stroke. But it was three and a half years before my speech was back. And I actually, I would have a long sleep every now and then during my recovery. And after long sleep, I'd realized that something new had come back which, again, I was really happy. (laughs) Yeah. And my last long sleep was uh, three and a half years into the stroke. So I think about that time I became kind of together again.
0: And when you say long sleep, you're you're meaning like a full night's rested sleep or?
1: I mean, like I'd slept for 18 to 20 hours.
0: Oh, wow, wow. Well, and it's probably the body, I would imagine the body's recovering
2: yep.
0: some of itself, um, or the brain, the mind mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. uh, keeping you keeping you rested. What uh, thinking back to, you know, three and a half years ago, when you know, things started to trend upwards to, to today. Um, in comparison, I mean, how how is life for you today? Is it, you're pretty much at, you're able to do the things you want to do and.
1: I am. So one of the things that was hard was kayaking. Mm. (laughs) And the first year I got in my kayak again and (laughs) I didn't go very far (laughs) and I veered off to the right cuz the left side is stronger. Right. I was 5 years in when I went kayaking and my husband said you looked awesome. It's like you never had the stroke.
2: Really?
0: Yeah. That's yeah, it's amazing. And was it all um the recovery process itself was it all traditional type medicine other than the one new new Uh, therapy by the doctor or was there, did you have any kind of holistic healing or anything in there as well that, that helped?
1: So I had holistic healing as well. So I have acupuncture and I still have acupuncture. Um, I (laughs) have, this is bad, but I still see a chiropractor. Yeah. um, They suggest that you don't see one, but
2: really,
1: yeah. But my chiropractor, actually, I I found him after the stroke, and he doesn't crack my back. He looks at um, the pressure points, and he, he touches me where I'm out and uses the pressure points to get me back into place. I don't know how it works, but it seems to work.
0: It's, it, you know, and, and, I, and I think there's always kind of been this little rift between medical doctors and chiropractors, at least as far as I can remember, because, you know, the chiropractor wants you to come see them before you go and get pain meds, and then the doctors don't want you to see the chiropractors. Um, I see one fairly regularly, in, in and in, I, I believe in, in in what they do, uh, but but as far as um, what you're doing today, um are, are you, you've got the book. When did you write the book? What how long ago was that?
1: So I started writing on the first anniversary of my stroke. Okay. And I wrote two paragraphs. So again, it's a little bit odd because my right side didn't work the keyboard very well, so I deleted it a lot. Mm-hmm. But on top of that. I didn't remember how to spell words. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes I didn't remember the word I was trying to get to. So I spent a lot of time on thesaurus.com. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to figure out what I was really trying to say. So I started at year one and I finished it in four and a half years.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, and and I haven't been able to get through the entire book um, I'm fairly slow when i when I read. so uh, and and I tend to have a bad habit of reading multiple books at the same time. I, I right. probably need to stop that. but um, I really love how the book is set up because, you know, not only do I get to hear from you, but I also get to hear from your husband and I get to hear from your friend. and and there's these different, you know, these different perspectives, which really does a a great job of painting the story. Mm -hmm. um and filling in those blanks uh where you know like you know maybe your memory ends and your husband's picks up and things like that um so what's let's i I, what's the name of the book let's go ahead and throw that out there too
1: so it's stroke forward
0: straightforward yeah
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and um and are you what else are you doing today? Are you doing anything working with people or
1: So I'm actually doing an audiobook. Okay, stroke forward. And it's harder than you think.
2: <laughs> yeah, I imagine.
1: <laughs> and I'm also um, I'm a life and health coach now. So okay. I find that's really fascinating. So yeah. I am looking at stroke survivors and caregivers, because that's the those are the people I know. Um, I was going to speak at a stroke convention, but it turns out that they're postponing it again until next year because of COVID. Yeah,
0: COVID getting in the so, way of everything. <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's really kind of what's going on for me.
0: And as far as lifestyle changes, um for you with you know because of the stroke and i'm not i mean did your diet have to change did your lifestyle have to did you have to do things differently um and and what were some of those changes that that you had to make
1: so it was november of the year i had my stroke so it was 2014 and i had my blood tested to see if i was allergic to anything And the text test came back and I was allergic or actually sensitive to 50 things. I'm serious. 50
0: Wow! that you never knew you were allergic to.
1: Right. And I went, you have got to be kidding me. This has got to be somebody else. I'm sorry, but this is not, (laughs) This, this isn't me. And the doctor convinced me that it was. And so I said, great. Um, so what can I eat? And he said, you can eat everything that's not on this list. OK, so I'm allergic to dairy, eggs, gluten, uh, soy. I mean, I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> so, you, can... so you go ahead.
0: No, i was just gonna say so there was a there was a big shift in what your diet looked like then
1: right after I mean, that. exactly so i can drink coconut milk and that's it mm. so i tried the diet and i found out something really important every night i used to stuff up mm-hmm. and on the new diet it went away. The stuffiness went away. And I went for my one year anniversary. um, And the doctor put me in a CAT scan. And I had my carotid artery actually had blood flowing through it again. So apparently, the diet I was on took care of my inflammation Hmm. and it went away
0: so i guess you know in 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 hearing that it sounds like you could be allergic to things and not have a an outward reaction but inside things could be happening that that you don't even realize yeah And was the was the diet that the blood work and trying to figure out the allergies was that part of the stroke recovery or was that just something that you you felt like you needed to make a change in your life so that's kind of where you started with it
1: well it was like the doctor said i think you should have your blood tested and this is one of the doctors who is um really out there so Mm -hmm. i look at him and i go okay i trust you so if you think I need to test my blood, then go ahead. But I have been tested for allergies three times before. And every time that. they would stick me with the needle, and just do a pinprick chest. And I, right. yeah, they didn't see anything. And he said, mm. that's not good enough. I'm gonna test you and it, I, I have to draw blood. And I said, really? I need it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: enough's yeah. enough. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and um your so as far as your coaching goes now, so you're you're um have you been speaking on this or just other than the one time that it, it was canceled due to COVID, have have you been getting out there and and sharing your message um, in any other ways or anything like that?
1: Well, I've been on a few podcasts. So I have been sharing my message that way. I spoke a couple times before the COVID virus came came forth. Um, But, you know, I was really looking forward to starting to speak again because there's so many people that need to know the message that you have to Try your hardest to get better. Yeah,
0: and when when we think about, because I I know there's, I, I'm trying to think you know throughout my life, um, I you know I was aware of stroke, mm-hmm. and I knew some of the symptoms, but it doesn't seem like it's widely talked about as much as some other medical conditions. Um, I, I almost kind of feel like it doesn't get enough recognition, um, as you know, one of these, these things that could happen, is there, uh, in, in your experiences, not only going through it, but anything that everything that you've learned since, is there any kind of like precautionary, um, type changes that somebody should make in their life? Is there something that makes you more, uh, you know, more apt to have a stroke? Or is it really, because to me, it just seems like it. that's what makes it so scary is you could just be sitting there perfectly fine and then it happens.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but are there precautions that those of us that don't have the experience with it, we should be thinking about taking or?
1: Yeah so first off you are so right on (laughs) so 25% of the people who have strokes are from prenatal up to the age of 65 and 75% of the people are older clearly so you can have a stroke at any time throughout your life which is really scary there are some things that you can do so one is exercise, I hate to say it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of us it's a little uh, harder than others, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. some you have to eat right. So yeah. you have to really watch your diet. Um, you have to be really careful about how much alcohol you drink. So here's a really scary statistic. If you are a binge drinker, and so for men that's 5 drinks for women it's 4 drinks in a 2 hour time limit we are 39% more likely to have a stroke wow yeah so um just think about it before you drink too much
0: yeah that's that's scary to think because you know i know people that enjoy you know it's kind of how they end their evenings and right. and and they drink and it's like um yeah that's that's <laughs> now it's like, oh my goodness, uh yeah. I need to hear this as well yeah but um if if somebody's listening uh to this this podcast and they want to connect with you uh whether it be uh to 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 look into the coaching that you offer or um you know just want to learn more about what you've gone through and and how you've recovered, are you out um on social media? Do you have a website?
1: Yes. So my website is strokeforward.com. That's strokeforward.com. I am on social media and uh, my Facebook page is strokeforward. Okay. <laughs> my Twitter page is stroke-forward or uh, underscore forward. Um, so people can find me.
0: All right. Yeah. And, and, and that, and all those links will be in the description, I guess. I always ask that, you know, I ask that question on these shows, but you know, I've already got the answer because I I get that from you beforehand. But um, so yeah, anybody listening, don't worry about trying to write anything down. You'll see it in the description below, but um, how's life changed for your husband since this?
1: So he used to be an introvert and, They say that you don't change. (laughs) I think he did. So he stands up and well, first of all, he took really good care of me. And I'm so grateful for that. But he now says what he thinks. Most of the time he used to be quiet. But now he says, you know, I don't really like this. And that's good to hear. But he also stands up and is more gregarious. which
0: i think
1: is also
0: good yeah 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 i i've seen that in in a couple situations where a spouse has you know a, a serious you know uh, ailment and 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 i've seen changes in people uh, as caretakers and, and whatnot as well so i don't know why they say people don't change i don't i don't think you could go through some trauma like that whether you suffer from the trauma or your you know uh the spouse that that is now um gonna be taking care uh, uh, uh of your significant other but yeah, i don't think you can help but change some yeah. some areas of your life and and how has life changed for you uh do, do, do you live for the day i mean what what has changed what's different for you now um than than seven years ago?
1: so i'm grateful for every day that i have i am grateful for what we have i don't think about what we don't have which Mm. is very different i think about my husband my family my friends the people around us and then i think about other things like work
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) you put the. You no, put the ahead. the big rocks before the, the little rocks, like the family mm-hmm. gratitude and the family co- friends come first. And then then you have time for work. And
1: yeah,
0: and you're still out there kayaking and doing all that good stuff. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Great. Regan Ray, say something. I'm sorry. I kind of stepped over you there.
1: So I used to be a workaholic mm. and that's completely changed. Work is important. Yeah but my husband must come first. My family must come first. Work is after them. Maybe not much after, but it's after them.
0: And so, we, and it, do you see this as a blessing now? Um, I
1: sure do. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: That's, um I, I would imagine there was a, a point in time early on where you questioned why this had to happen. And or or were you just like, hey, this is happening for a reason, and I'm going to use this to change not only my life, but the life of anyone out there that, you know, deals with this?
1: So I didn't think about it in a negative way. I thought about it like, okay, this is where I am, and I don't like this. (laughs) So what can I do to get better? yeah do i wish it had never happened to me yeah kind of but on the other hand i think i'm a much better person than i was it makes you think about life a lot clearer yeah
0: well and that's good that you kind of had i mean you know having the mindset of okay this is some, this is happening and i've got to deal with it and 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 i want to deal with it in a way that i i recover Um, I I think that's good that you had that approach because, uh, you know, for myself, some of the the bigger events in my life, I found you know, I kind of start off questioning why and being angry about it, which Mm -hmm. serves no good. Uh, Eventually it all comes out and I say, okay this this truly was a blessing uh, in, in disguise, even though the universe god whomever could have you know like oh well, you could have done it a little bit differently than that but um yeah, yeah it's understood um, but yeah i think you know that that's um it's good that you're you're getting back to 100% and your message is getting out there this this is definitely something that i i think needs to be more on the radar than it already is and because uh, it is, it's scary. And you know, my 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 grandmother suffered from one, and that you hmm. know, actually, I think she had a couple. And yeah, uh, you know, you don't like hearing that news from your family saying, "Hey, you know, this has happened." But
2: yeah, and I'm we,
0: so. Oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Nope. Oh,
1: so yeah. I'm sorry that she had a stroke because it's heartbreaking. Actually, yeah
0: and it, it, i guess with the as as we think now um moving forward what what does life hold for you uh in the next five ten years do you what, what are you planning on on doing
1: well i'm planning on coaching a lot yeah i am thinking about writing a book um actually a cookbook okay I think I want to be on TED so do a TED talk. I am curious about the insurance companies and how they're going to transition after COVID because you know mm-hmm. they need to do something different. So I think my next 5 to 10 years are going to be very busy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well that's and I'm I'm glad to hear that because um it's. I think it could be easy to give up sometimes, and just kind of, yeah. you know, get get lost in, you know, in 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 an Ill, illness. But um, yeah, I think Ted would be a, an amazing place to share your story, yeah. and it would get out to um, large numbers of audience. So I I would I would love to see you on a TED talk. I watch yeah. those videos quite often. So I think yeah. we have a an amazing story and a terrifying, terrifying story, but, but it is amazing. um, You know, because you, you have been able to recover from that. So I appreciate you sharing it. And and I know others listening uh, will as well.
1: Well, thank you, Brian.
0: As we get to a point of wrapping up, if there was anything that from this conversation that, you know, if let's say if our, the audience heard the whole thing, but they don't take anything away but one, you know, piece of advice or, you know, what would be that one thing that if they didn't take away anything else, what would be the one thing you would want everybody listening to take away from your story?
1: Okay, so I have two things. Is that okay? Okay,
0: that's fine. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So if you're a stroke survivor, you need to be sure that you do what you need to do every single day. And if you're a caregiver, you need to make sure that you take care of yourself first. So you need to eat right, you need to exercise, you need to take time off for yourself, and then you need to take care of your stroke survivor. And the reason I say that is because if you take care of the stroke survivor and don't look at yourself, you're going to, we're out, and then you will have nothing left to give.
0: Yeah, yeah that's that's great advice because it's easy to forget about ourselves. And yeah. um, anytime I hear advice like that, I always think about the airlines. You know, when they say, if the if the the, the oxygen mask drop, you put it on yeah. yourself before you put it on your kids or why yeah. anybody. Uh, you put it on yourself because um, it's not going to do you much good if you if you're not taking care of yourself you're not you may not be there to take care of others so well I, I i thank you for being on the show i thank you for um you know sharing your story and certainly would encourage uh all our listeners to go out and check out the book like i said we'll have all the links for everything in the in the description below but uh it is a a, a, a good book even though i haven't gotten through it all yet but i i definitely like the approach that you took with it and um yeah i think there's a lot to lot to learn from that so Thank Thank you for being on the show. Thank you you very much. If you are enjoying the content being created on the Conquering Everest podcast, please consider a donation. Your donation will help this podcast continue to grow and reach more listeners. Thank you for your support. And as always, aim high, be courageous, and you will do amazing
2: things.